everybody. It's Pastor Rebecca, and I am here with Jonathan Price. Hey, everyone. And today, we're just going to have kind of a fun uh, ping pong session where we bounce questions off of each other. Just talk about fun stuff, um, you know, related to the Bible, maybe not related to the Bible, just uh, just to have some fun conversations. So, um, I'm going to start off by asking Jonathan, what is your favorite Bible character and why? I'd say, of I'd say probably seriously, is Jonathan. The reason why is I feel like I can relate a lot to him because of him giving the throne to David and just, you know, being so giving and having such like that serving heart and everything. And it's like relates personally directly to me. Like I feel like I sit almost directly in Jonathan's shoes. The funny thing is I'm Jonathan too. So I'd say that's my favorite character. What about yours? Who's your favorite character? Um, I love Joseph. Anybody that, I mean, if, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've probably heard me talk a lot about Joseph. But Joseph is just the things that he went through, the things that God, the places, excuse me, I got hiccups. The places that God took him to make him into, excuse me, the leader um, that he ended up being. Every single place he was at played into the maturing process to make him who he was. And I think what's really cool about Joseph is Joseph eventually was second um, in command under Pharaoh in Egypt, you know, over all of Egypt. And Joseph was, what made Joseph to me such an absolutely incredible leader is that Joseph had a special insight into how, because you know that he had to deal with prisoners. He had to deal with slaves. He was both. He was both of those. He spent time as a slave so he could empathize with them and know where they came from, um, and, and which is what other leaders couldn't do. He could empathize with what it meant to be a prisoner, even though he was wrongly convicted, you know. He, had, he I think that makes an incredible leader when leaders are able to empathize with those um, in, in, in positions um, below them. Um, I don't like to use that term below them, but I think that that just makes for incredible influence. And all of the hardship that Joseph went through just, to me, made him the best leader. And every time I go and look at Joseph's story, there's just more and more that I can learn from him. So, I think yeah. that's, that's pretty good. I think that's something we probably all should look into more is Joseph. Absolutely. Joseph's a good guy. So, um, Jonathan, what you been what you been reading lately in the Bible? Um, I'd say the majority of where I find myself reading is Matthew, just all around Matthew. You know, uh, it all started months, months, and months ago, back in December, January. So I just asked God. I said, "Where should I read?" And it was Matthew six, like twenty four through thirty four, mm-hmm. and that's like just been. It was. It's about not worrying and everything. And then I just always find myself when I ask God for a verse, it's Matthew. It's mainly just Matthew. Matthew's the big place. And then I'm uh, wanting to start reading in Jude, Jude soon. That was something before earlier today. I was like telling Rebecca, I need to be reading more than I should. And she's like, just pick somewhere. And so I was like, okay, I Siri, pick a number, 1 through 66. And I picked, it was 65 and it was Jude. And Siri, people depending on Siri and Alexa <laughs> to pick Bible chapters for them, help us all. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've been reading a book on, um, it's called Arise. It was a random find on Amazon. I went, always good. I went looking for something. I mean, it wasn't random because I know that this book is definitely 
like this God meant this book for me. Mm-hmm. I was searching for something else and I saw this book pop up and it was it was called Arise and it was about um, prophetic uh, mantles for, for, for women or it was or whatever. And um, I'm not I just butchered the title, but I started reading it and boy when I tell you it lit a fire under me. So I've been reading that, but as far as the Bible, um, I just finished Ephesians and so I've been thinking about going back and because last year I went back and read, read through the major um, and minor prophets in the Old Testament, and I'm really thinking about doing that again. But I did I did get done with Revelation, and I read some in Daniel and Ezekiel that that correlate with Revelation, and so that was really cool too. So like in like Daniel ten and around there and places other places in Daniel as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's interesting because I I found Daniel. And Ezekiel harder than Revelation because you know if you've ever read I mean, Revelation a lot you know it's it's a difficult book there's lots of symbolism in there um, but then you have some uh, passages in Daniel and Ezekiel that you know relate to Revelation or whatever and in Daniel man I was reading that and it and it just I'm not a history person at all and so it, I felt like I was just reading a bunch of history and it was like. Um, even though there are debates on whether those things actually happened or whether they're going to happen in the future and are talking about the Antichrist, but I kept reading passage after passage of and the king from the north and the king from the south and the king from the east and the king from the west and the king, da, 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 da. and this king attacked this king and this king, and I, and I just was like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> like I need, I really need to get a, um, a study book on, on Daniel and go through and just read that. I was trying to even read the, um, the, the notes in my Bible because I have a study Bible and oh man, I just, it was just, it so, was. Sometimes you just gotta go down to the book itself to really just dig every word for word. It's interesting, but there was, there was so much that, you know, that I felt like, yeah. So, um, so Jonathan, what do you think is, I don't know, what's on your mind today? What, what do you think is, is a, a good question to talk about or ask? Well, something I'd say that's really been on my mind is understanding. The authority we have with God and everything and understanding almost that we're, the way I put it, it's limitless. Like, literally all things are possible through it. Not just, you know, almost we can hold ourselves short of what God created us for, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, instead of, you know, you could have, for example, task A, but you were built for task A through Z, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's, I'd say that's the big thing just I've been really thinking about. It's like what, what is the, our true capability? What's like what can we really do? Like what's, what, was, what was God's will for us that, you know, could be something that, you know, we could never even dream of? I'd say that's been on my mind. Well, and I know you were talking earlier about you're a big dreamer, and that's what God's mm-hmm. called us to be is to, Always is to dream big. <laughs> You know, kids, I mean, you know, God says that you have to have the faith of a, like a child to enter into the kingdom of God. And children dream big, man. I mean, they they go outside with their swords and they, you know, fight bad guys, you know, <laughs> invisible bad guys. And they just, they're such big dreamers. And at some point, it, I don't know whether it's the, it's the indoctrination of the world or whatever. At some point, we just stop. We stop dreaming we stop using our imagination and god wants us to dream big because god has huge plans for everyone and Mm -hmm. a huge purpose you know and um and and god and god wants us to dream big and what is it that that a lot of leaders say that if you're 
if the dream you have doesn't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Yeah. Um, you know, the dreams that God gives you has to has to scare you a little bit, you know. And something that almost like pushes you like, yeah, this is because, you know, we're created from God. So in his character and his image and his likeness. So we have we're made from him. So we have the capabilities of the things mm-hmm. that he does and everything. We serve. We do. We serve a, um, a limitless God. Absolutely. Who limited himself when he was on earth. Jesus, you know, he limited himself um, to manhood. You know, he was mm-hmm. fully God, but fully man. But I mean, he. You know, he experienced hunger. He experienced pain. He was tired. You know, and he, Jesus said, though, you'll do greater things than that's I will. right. That's right. It's interesting you talk about authority. Authority has been that's been a big thing um, for a while now, especially since we talked about spiritual warfare and everything. Uh, one thing that I um, I told Jonathan about a dream that I had this morning um, about uh, well, I'm not going to go into the dream. But it was it, it was very um, informative uh, prophetically in in nature, um, and in what's going on in the spirit realm and things like that, you know. And one thing I started I started to post on Facebook today, but I ended up not posting it. Is you know if you think about the spirit realm, spirits attack in groups. Uh, if you ever see an army or like soldiers, rarely do you ever see a soldier that charges in by themselves and, and, and attacks. They, they have a group that they attack with because it's just smart strategy in war. And a lot of times you see that when spirits are linked together. So uh, like depression and anxiety are often experienced together. And I was thinking about uh, the Pharaoh spirit. So, like a, a Pharaoh spirit, it's, it's a spirit of oppression. It's it's a it's a spirit that brings bondage. Um, I was thinking about that, you know, and really, there, there's always you have spirits that come in groups, but there's always a root a, a root spirit that that everything else stems from. And if you look back in Exodus, and it, right after when after Joseph died, it said that a new king, excuse me, a new king arose in Egypt that didn't know, excuse me, didn't know Joseph and didn't fear the Lord and actually looked at the Israelites and said, we've got to enslave them because they're going to, they're growing and they're going to be too mighty for us. And he was afraid. He was fearful. He looked at God's people and was fearful. And because he was fearful, it said he enslaved the people and he put hard taskmasters over them. And so the root spirit, whenever you're dealing with uh, spirits of oppression and bondage in a place. The root spirit a lot of times is fear. Is a spirit of fear. Man, the spirit of fear is behind so many things today. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things that show up in our lives. I mean, even even sometimes anger and shame and embarrassment can all start with rejection. Can all start with a root of fear. Um, if you're afraid to lose things or if you're afraid... Um, that leads to being trying to control your life or to control others or um, it just leads to a lot of things. And so it was just interesting today. I was thinking about spirits attacking in groups and I've been, I did a um, a spiritual, it was spiritual warfare boot camp by a guy named John Ramirez. He used to be, he did witchcraft for 25 years and then the Lord delivered him and now he he's a pastor and he goes around and he um, he really teaches the church about spiritual warfare and how to pray and how to have authority in the spirit realm. And um, and so I've been, I, I did a, a study with him and I just finished doing it with my leaders in, in my area of ministry. And, 
and it really opens your eyes a lot to the spirit realm to warfare to um to praying against spirits and to really taking authority to really walking in authority to knowing the authority that you have if you have the holy spirit you have the authority Mm -hmm. jesus has given you that authority so that's been something i've been that i've really been thinking about is is authority you know walking in authority how to do that how to do that in prayer how to do that every day because i think the church doesn't do that i don't think the church today as as a whole believes they have authority you know and uh we do you know it says in the in the bible that we are seated with christ in heavenly places we're seated with him Mm -hmm. you know and and all authority has been given to christ everything is under christ you know under under him you know and the enemy is under his feet you know and if the enemy is under his feet the enemy is under our feet you know so learning about authority is very has been very um interesting it's been very beneficial and cool and i'm always praying and asking god to teach me more and more so and talking about like tactics and more tactics if you think about it we can apply that in the spiritual realm and everything like the uh guy you did the study with and everything um it's like literally a spy in the enemy's camp and then he's delivered and then you know we pretty much just like okay this is that we know how to defeat that and everything so that's something cool i thought of i that's why i love that guy like i love that guy because he literally that's why he's so valuable today um again look him up john ramirez because he he and he'll tell you like he tells you this like he was in witchcraft he was the third i think he said he was in the third highest satan worship in new york and he used to do curses on people he used to do uh, blood sacrifice animal sacrifice all these things i mean he was in it um and how valuable it is like jonathan said he's he's literally now that he's he's on god's side that he now he's a spy for the enemy like he he, he tells you this is this is what the enemy tries to do. This is, I mean, it's so valuable to me to have someone that's that's been there. He's like, I've served the enemy. I know the tricks that he uses. I know the things. I know what he tries to accomplish and what he tries to do. And uh, and, and you think about the, the enemy, you know, is so mad because, I mean, the, the enemy is, he's mad that he lost someone to to Christ and what a valuable person to lose because, again, now he has all this insight and and he's really cool and and he he talks about a lot of things you know about how spirits attach to objects and things like that and and again if you haven't listened to uh, our podcast on um spiritual warfare go back and listen to that it'll give you kind of some context and stuff if you're like spirits what is she talking about you know but uh, but yeah i he's a he's a great guy i really like I mean, he's just just the things that he said on spiritual warfare alone have helped my prayer life so much, mm-hmm. and really given me confidence and, and authority to to pr- just to speak against forces of darkness. You know, I mean, we were called to have dominion on the earth, so we got to walk in that. You know, do you think the spirit of fear could uh, hold people back? Almost like almost feel like make them feel like oppressed and like oh you can't do anything and it creates almost the thought of being limit limited instead of limitless oh my gosh the spirit of fear i mean look at what it's done in in a society today i mean it's again i don't want to get into the political realm because that's not what i'm about but i mean you know 
just the whole situation with 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 masks and social distancing and six feet apart and just everybody is in such an uproar over COVID nineteen. Which COVID nineteen, Jesus is the name above all names, and that includes COVID nineteen. So whatever with that. Um, but I mean, people are so freaked out and scared and uh, over all of this, you know, and and even a lot of Christians and and. And again, COVID-19 is a real sickness. It is. I'm not saying that it's not. Um, but, you know, it's to me, it's no different than anything else like the flu or anything else like that. And But it seems like people have just, once again, have opened their gateways to the mm-hmm. wrong sources. And if you turn on media today, that's all they're shoving your way is fear. Fear, fear, fear. If it's not fear about the, the this this virus, it's fear about the election. It's fear, 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 which is why I don't watch the news. That that's just not a part of my life. Um, and and so yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, at some people. You know, they're they're scared to leave their homes, or they're scared to. You see churches scrambling to try to accommodate for things, mm-hmm. and it's like we're the we're the house of God. We're the people of God. You know, I mean, people really are supposed to be coming to us looking to be healed coming to the the house of god the holy spirit for healing and 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 yet the spirit of fear has scrambled people so mm-hmm. much that you know they're even questioning well should i go to church or not i mean it's just the spirit of fear any spirit that you give access to that is not of god's is trying to shut you down it's trying to limit mm-hmm. you because it wants to stop the purpose yeah. of god that is in you it wants to shut you down because the enemy knows you were born with a purpose you were born as part of God's plan to bring his kingdom to the earth. So mm-hmm. if he can shut you down and he can stop that, he's going to do it. And if and if you will receive fear, then he'll do it that way, okay? He'll do it through rejection. He'll do it through abuse. He'll do it through oppression. He'll do it through whatever. And that's why John Ramirez is like, you have to know your authority. You have to speak in authority. And you have to walk in authority because if you don't, these spirits are going to try to convince you that they have authority in your life. They'll tell like they they'll try to tell you what to do and mm-hmm. absolutely not know but, the God you yep. serve. Go ahead. But the enemy's a liar. Never believe the enemy. He's a Always father of lies. You know, I mean, and, and the Bible says you know there's two kingdoms: the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. That's that's what it's all about. Um, and you either belong to one or the other. And and so who who are you listening to? Who's God in your day? You know, again, I know a lot of. Who's your source? Who's your source? Who is your source? You know, God was created. Excuse me. God God was created. Um, God as creator, we, God is our only source, okay? We were created for God to be our only source, all right? You see that with Adam and Eve in the garden. It wasn't until Eve bit into the fruit that she received information <coughs> that was outside of, of God and it got her in trouble I mean we weren't built to handle we weren't built to handle information you know all the information in the world we've talked about this before God is all-knowing and he's built to know everything we're not built to know everything we're limited beings and so um, and so God was meant to be Adam and Eve's source and it's when Eve saw the source outside of God that is when things just took a crash Mm-hmm. And and went downhill, and so, so yeah. I mean, the spirit of fear, like the enemy's going to do anything he can to try to. That's why you've got to be alert. The Bible says you have to be alert because the enemy is like a lion prowling around. He's going to try to get in anything. He'll use anything and everything to yeah. try to get into your mind and into your life. That's good. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? 
I was I was still kind of thinking of some questions. You got anything? Um, let's see something random that I can throw out there. Um, what do you think about um, people who um, have you ever been angry at God before? Yeah, I've been angry at God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about um, being angry at God? Do you think? What do you think about that? I'd say most of the time when. When I when I was angry at God and stuff, it was I think out of a point of selfishness. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was being selfish, like blaming him for everything and trying to say it's all your fault and your fault. But then I and then start to think the things I did about well, okay, I did this, I did this. I mm-hmm. I almost I put myself, I gave access to things and put myself in that position. So I think I could since I've been angry at God, I can understand why, you know, someone could be and everything. But mm-hmm. I think it could be, in my opinion, kind of selfish almost to be. And I think there can be anger out of not understanding as well. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about the wisdom, we just have to read the word and go to him and have the wisdom that, you know, we don't, we won't understand everything ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like Rebecca said, we're not built we're not built for that and everything. That's what God's built for and everything. Mm-hmm. And just, I think that just with the anger thing, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just so much because I think about it because I used to actually, back in the day, I always would kind of have anger issues sometimes. And then I realize now it's the things I gave access to that would create that, that it wasn't, you know, something that came from God it was just what I like we talked about spiritually the things you let say open your gates to can create that anger and but I think we just have to almost be humble and understand that you know God he understands everything and that we can, if you know we're angry we we go to him we go to his feet and just you know just ask him ask him to carry the luggage for us you know it's like if you're traveling somewhere, you can't carry, you only have two hands. You can only carry so much. You can't carry it more if there's more. You have to hand it over to him and let him be the one who guides the path and everything. That's really good. You know, I one thing I love about David in the Bible is if you look at the Psalms, David is very open with God. You know, that's mm-hmm. we talked about in the podcast before about having an intimate relationship with God. And part of that is being honest with God. It's okay. If you're angry, it's okay to go to him. If you're sad, it's okay to go to him. If you look at Ooh. the Psalms in yep. the Bible, David, man, was very open with God how, how where he was at, you know. And he would be like, there were times where he was like, God, you know, I'm grieving. My bones are, are crushed. I've, I've flooded my pillow with tears. And then he, times where he's like, God, smite my enemies, man. Chop their heads mm-hmm. off, you know. And then there are times where he um, is just elated and overjoyed. And But whatever whatever he felt, he took that and he showed that to God. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why God says he's a man after his own heart. Because he was just honest with God. And and one thing that John Ramirez said, too, um, in the studies, he said, you know, a lot of people get angry at God um, when God is not is not the, the one who's causing the problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's or, or we get angry at God because we don't understand things. And he said something so interesting that I've never heard before. He said, take that anger and frustration and put it on the enemy. 
He's like, take mm, your anger good. and frustration and yeah. put it on some spirits when you pray. Like, you send your anger and your frustration to them. Don't put it on God because, you know, God is the one that loves you. He's the one that's always there for mm-hmm. you. Um, he's our source, you know. Where would we be without him? And so mm-hmm. uh, I, I loved that John Ramirez said that. He's like, man, you take your anger and your frustration and you put it on the devil. And I was like, mm-hmm. you darn right. Yeah. So that's, I've done that recently. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to turn it back around. That's exactly right. I'm like, I'm angry and frustrated right now. It's coming mm-hmm. your way, devil. I'm sending it your way. So, But the thing about David, just being honest with God, I, f- I felt like I'm almost starting to get more honest. Like the other, it was, you know, a few weeks ago or something. I was just, I told God, I'm like, I feel lonely. I'm like, I know you're there, but I feel lonely. And I just, you know, just cried on my pillow to him. I'm like, I just feel lonely and everything. And, uh. It was just, I don't know, I, after that I just got this weird piece, like, you know, that I wasn't, that any time that he's always there and that he'll be, he'll, that we don't always have to rely on man to have, like, peace, like, make, like, letting peace come from man. It comes from him. And, of course, if we're living um, in his character and everything, of course, our actions can produce peace. But like we always, like we talked about, he's the ultimate source for everything. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing, and I told the kids this on Sunday, I said, if there's one thing I've learned being 34 years old is God is it. There are going to be times in your life where God is all you have. And if he is all you have, you have all you need. And I know you've seen that on mugs and stuff, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. There are going to be times in your life where you're going to be times in your life where you're going to be surrounded by lots of people. Then there's going to be times in your life where you're not going to have anybody. Just you you and God. It's, it is. There are going to be some times in your life where you have some very lonely paths to walk in, but God is, is there for you. And when our trust is in God first and not man, um, then then you're able to you're able to navigate life. You're able to, you know, because God is, God's not going anywhere. God, mm-hmm. We can leave and walk away from him out of free will. We can walk away, but God, God is here, you know, and he, you know, he's we got to stop putting him in a box. That's right. He can't like we, I, the way I, I've been thinking about it is we always try to box him up. We always try to keep him how we want God versus how actually God is. Mm-hmm. And just, if God wants to, if God says do this, do it. Don't ask. Like Pastor uh, Jason preached on about Noah. Noah didn't, you know, say why or question. He's like, okay, how big? Like with the ark and everything and just did it. So if God is speaking to you, just just do it. Do what he says. Be obedient to him and he'll honor that obedience. That's, yeah, like Abraham too, man. Abraham's a boss. He's just like, mm-hmm. hey, God's like, hey, I want you to, to pick up your family Pick up every everything and move to a land that I tell you to. And Abraham's like, all right. He, I mean, you know, and I mean, today, if, if God looked at you and was like, hey, uh, get all your things together, leave where you're familiar to and go to a new land, I'm sure there'd be a lot of questions in there. I'm sure there'd be like, well, God, um, so where are we going? What what do I, you know? And Abraham just, just went. He trusted God, so... Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jonathan, again, for another great podcast today. Of course. course. And um, we will be coming to you with another uh, podcast later on. I hope you guys have had a great day so far, and I hope you guys have a great, um, just a great weekend. Great night. Great Great morning. Whenever you're listening to it. (laughs) 
hope it's all great for you. And um, we will see you guys next time. And yeah. See y'all.